Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 206, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Monday going? How the hell was your weekend? Um, I am drinking my white Russian again for the millionth time in a row. And, and actually, it's it's the easiest way I can make a white Russian. It's pre-made, uh, pre-almond milked coffee. And then I just pour some vodka in there. You see? You see how easy it is to be a bartender? <laughs> That's how easy it is, people. Just a little bit of vodka and a little bit of iced coffee. Pour it over the top, over some ice. Uh, good to go. What are you guys drinking tonight? First drink of 2022. Uh, did you have a good new year? Were you safe about it? I hope you didn't drink and drive. I hope you got an Uber, you got a Lyft, or you did like I did and just stayed your happy ass where you're at. You know, that's really the best thing to do. Uh, and I planned it out perfectly too, by the way. Let me pat myself on the back for the first time in 2022. And the great thing too about doing a podcast by myself is there's no one sitting here to fact check me or be like, yeah, it's not true. Or, you know, that's, uh, that doesn't make sense, Chris. What are you talking about? You know, so I just get to spout off whatever I want. Uh, for 30 minutes. That's what this uh, podcast is pretty much. And, and also me drinking and hopefully you drinking too, you know, whilst enjoying. I don't I don't think we use whilst enough uh, in our vocabulary, by the way. Uh, but anyway, let me toot my own horn. Who's calling me right now? Hopefully that's not ringing on the recording. Jesus Christ. I swear every time I start and it's no, it's never anyone I know. It's never anyone I know. <laughs> Um, anyway, what was I doing? I was patting myself on the back. Um, so I got to where I was going for the night and I, you know, I, I just put the keys away and said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to weather the storm here and, uh, had a bunch of shots, you know, I don't know how, how many a bunch is, but I had some shots, had some beers, had some seltzer. Dude, I was having a great time. Uh, New Year's Eve. I haven't, I really honestly haven't had fun like that New Year's Eve in a long ass time. Uh, which is usually my own fault, you know. Um, I usually don't care enough about the holidays. Um, but this one was good. The Christmas was great, successful. Everybody was happy. New Year. Uh, hopefully, you guys made it to the other side. Uh, hopefully, you're not, <laughs> not sitting in jail right now for something stupid you did. I'm honestly surprised my neighbors aren't in jail, to be honest with you. The amount of fireworks these people were popping off as soon as it got dark, dude. They were going for hours. And I'm like, you know, I'm enjoying it. Of course, I'm sitting outside with the dog. He's not a big fan of it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sitting outside with the dog. I'm enjoying the show. You know, uh, I'm eating a little bit of dinner. Just hanging out. It's starting to get a little chilly, too. And these people are going at it. I'm not even kidding. I, I swear to God, consistently for like six hours. Just with the fire, you know, the, the big bundles of fireworks that are, you know, the black cats, the, the mortars, everything, dude, the screamers, sparklers, they had the whole, I'm like, how much did you spend for this six hour night? I mean, you can pop up, I don't know, a hundred dollars worth of fireworks in 15 minutes. It must've been a group effort or something. It must've been neighbors just all throwing in or something. Cause they were just going at it for hours and hours, which was, you know free show in my opinion i didn't have to front the money um but then i moved on to greener pastures you know fed my dog did the whole thing my daughter was taken care of my kids are taken care of it's 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 dad's turn it's dad's time tonight <clears throat> so i got to where i was going and it was it was just a good time man i hope you guys uh were safe about it 
Um, I'm, I'm going to keep the same theme as always, people. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. There's too many uh, resources um, to not have to do that, you know? All the rideshare services, all that shit. <laughs> or the most effective one, just abstaining in general. Or, you know, if you want to have a couple, just abstain from driving. It just depends on what you're abstaining from, right? And I, I've seen all these videos the next day. I guess they set up all these charges in Reunion uh, Tower to go off at midnight here in Texas. And, you know, there's just cars packed, just parked on 35. Uh, you know, and there's someone else just rolling through in the right lane, recording all the cars, recording all the fireworks going off. I'm like, dude, I would not be caught out on a highway on New Year's Eve. No, J just no way in a car. No, just no. I won't do it. I refuse to do it. Uh, because, you know, I can say don't drink and drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft till I'm blue in the face, but it really doesn't fucking matter. You know, like people are going to do what they're going to do. And unfortunately, you know, we don't all make great decisions all the time. All right. Anyway, um, let's take our first drink. Oh, oh, I'm toasting. This first drink of 2022, uh, goes out to Betty White. Uh, cheers. What a beautiful woman. A beautiful, funny woman. You know, all the times I have said on this podcast, and you know, a lot of this is just fluff. I'm just bullshitting. You know, I, I am being myself here, but this is just a, you know, a ramped up version of myself. I'm, I'm normally not this talkative. I'm usually actually kind of quiet and reserved. Uh, but when you put it on yourself to have to talk for 30 minutes every week for four years, you know, you just kind of suck it up and figure it out. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I've said plenty of times on this podcast about how, uh, you know, just women comedians, they're just not for me. They're not funny. You know, all this and that. And, and she's living proof that that's absolutely not true. Uh, because, I, you know, obviously everybody respected her, respected her career. I just respected her aura. You know, how can, how can one person not give a fuck so much, but also with all the kindness in their heart? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the perfect... It's the perfect balance. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I want. But, you know, granny's here, too. And I only say granny for, you know, just let's all be like that. That's the, honestly, that's what I aspire to do on this podcast. You know, uh, just just live a life like hers for 30 minutes every week. I, I, I think I, I could do OK with that. You know, um, I loved her David Letterman. You know, all these interviews start coming out and. uh you know, uh, all this extra footage and all this and that. And, you know, her David Letterman thing came up and I loved her response. I retweeted it. Uh, David Letterman said, you know, you know, you, you know, what do you like to do in your spare time? What do you do when you're not, you know, doing television or, you know, all the many things you do? What, what do you do in your spare time? She's like, oh, well, you know, I like to walk my dogs and, you know, hang out with my dogs. And, you know, I, I really like vodka, <laughs> you know, um, just that's that's the perfect balance of human being. And I, I take back everything that I said about women not being funny uh, just for specifically Betty White, because I know that's not true deep down in my gut. I mean, look at her, dude. Like what an icon. Look at all the work she's done. You know, all the people that respected her, just, you know, her vibe, her whole general attitude towards life was just great, man. You know, and we've all had grandmas, so we all related to that, or at least most of us, you know, knew our grandmas. So it's like I totally relate to the grandma vibe, but my grandma wasn't saying the F word around me. 
She wasn't talking about vodka around me. You know, that that was the transparency uh, <laughs> that Betty White uh, provided for me. You know, and I think for a lot of people, that transparency of, you know, yeah, I might be an older woman, but I like to fucking drink too. I like to, you know, use the F word too. I like to have sex too. I don't know if she ever said that. And I'm not trying to put any images in anyone that said that. I'm just saying, you know, she made it fucking cool as shit. Like she made, you know, she made it cool to be a fucking woman. Excuse me. I had to blow my nose. Give me one sec. No, I can't do that on air. Uh, anyways, let's, let's just keep going. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's the first drink of 2022 to Betty White. It, it just really sucks, man. It's like if, if, if 2022 and 2021 were people, 2022 was looking at 2021 and being like, hey, dude, everybody hates you anyway. Betty's got to go in your time. She can't do it in 2022. That's going to be the worst start to the year. Everybody's going to be talking shit, you know, about how much worse 2022 is already. And we lost a lot of great people, man, in 2021. So, you know, it's going to take the brunt of the force. Riley Gale, rest in peace. Betty White. Uh, just hard to believe she couldn't make it one more fucking day. That just kind of hurts a little bit. One more day. She couldn't see that that number change on the calendar. You know, and I'm sure if you asked her, she'd be like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, so what a, What am I bitching about? It was her her life, you know. Um, so that, you know, that's that's the best I can do, Betty. I, I don't know if you'll ever hear this somehow, some way. Um uh, that's the best I can do. That's all I got. I apologize for ever saying women comedians aren't funny. That's, that's, you know what that's called? That's called fluff. That's called Chris, old Chris trying to get someone mad at him to send in an email. And it's, you know, it works sometimes. <laughs> it does work sometimes. What's the thing about the Buffalo Wild Wings? I think I was talking shit on like Buffalo Wild Wings waitresses right now. And some boyfriend of some girl that works at Buffalo Wild Wings sent me like a hateful email or something. I don't know. I gotta find that. Where did that go? Why have I never read that on air? Uh, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. So shifting gears to sports here. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys, uh, did lose to the Cardinals last night. That's unfortunate, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Hopefully I don't jinx anything. If you believe in jinxes, I definitely believe in jinxes more in hockey. Uh, than I do any other sport. So, uh, you know, we're talking about football, American football. So I have a little bit of a theory. And, uh, you know, my brother didn't really buy into this the other day, which, you know, it is it is a stupid theory, I, I will admit. Um, you know, let's just equate it to two people, two boxers. You know, um, Muhammad Ali and, and Joe Frazier. Okay, before the fight... You know, is, is Muhammad Ali going to show off, you know, during his training camp? Of course, there's video cameras all around. You can see a lot of different things. And, you know, uh, no, here's a better example. Let's change the people. Muhammad Ali and, and, and George Foreman. Okay, this is a perfect example. So, of course, you know, there's cameras everywhere. They're, they're all wanting to talk to Ali. They're all wanting to talk to Foreman, all this and that. <coughs> Excuse me, this weather change is kicking my fucking ass. So anyways, you know, so obviously they're watching Ali train, they're watching Foreman train, you know, they're, they're making a big deal out of this fight. Um, my only thing is that, you know, each boxer is not going to give up his secret, you know, unless your secret is, you know, George Foreman's strategy, which is to come in and just pummel the guy until he says, enough, I'm done, please stop. 
you know? Uh, so that's a pretty simple strategy. That's nothing worth hiding. So, you know, that, I think that was pretty, pretty well out there back then. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Drink until you podcast at gmail.com. I have a phone number somewhere I can't remember. Um, I'll get, I'll give that out here in just a minute when I'm done with my analogy. Um, so, you know, obviously there's, there's strategy involved, you know, and, and Ali's not going to say before the fight, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to beat him. You know, you got to wait till you're in the fight. You got to wait till George Foreman's in your face swinging at you, trying to kill you and take your head off to employees, you know, the strategy, you know, you don't give it away before the fact. And, and, and I, I'm, I am coming back around to the NFL somehow, some way. Uh, it's the same thing when the Dallas Cowboys who have a better record than the Cardinals, who are a good team, there, there's something that happens when those two teams play. Do we want to give up our whole playbook that game? for the Cardinals to beat the Cardinals in a regular season game. Dude, we lost by three points. Like, I'm kind of not upset. I didn't watch the game. You know, people said we played like shit. And, you know, it happens. It happens. And I'm not saying we weren't trying to win. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, if you're Ali before the George Foreman fight, you don't show all your cards. You don't go, I'm going to sit on the ropes and let him punch himself out. and then, Because guess what? Uh, Foreman's going to go, oh, okay, well, I know how to beat that. You know, there's always something to beat something else. You just don't give up the fucking secret. And I think, uh, if I do have any Cowboys fans listening, maybe this will give you a little bit of comfort uh, to the coming playoffs. Um, and, and, and I'll go ahead and throw this prediction out there, too. Um, I wish I had someone to bet money on uh, with. But I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to smash the living shit out of the Eagles because we're just going to be open and free, playing, having fun, you know, maybe some trick plays, doing silly shit, you know, almost like clowning on them is the way they're going to perceive it. So I, I see that happening coming up. I think that that game's been uh, flexed to Saturday. You look at my little schedule here. Uh, yeah, the Eagles was supposed to be Sunday, January 9th at 12. It's been flexed to Saturday. I'm not sure if it's at 12 still, uh, but we're going to beat the shit out of the Eagles. I'll just throw that out there because we're just a better team this season. Uh, But the analogy, the metaphor still stands of you don't show all your cards. You know, it's like when you're playing poker. You know, if you tap your finger on the table every time you get a fucking ace, people are going to pick up on it eventually. So I think Mike McCarthy is a very, very smart football coach. And I think we have a very, very talented uh, football team. And he's just waiting, waiting to unleash them uh, in the playoffs. I could be wrong. Hey, I could be wrong. I will gladly put my foot in my mouth. That's honestly my prediction. I'm not saying we threw the game, nothing like that. We competed, obviously. We didn't score any points in the first quarter and the third quarter. That's a recipe for disaster. you got to score points there, even if they're field goals. Uh, Three points every quarter, I mean, that's something. That's not a lot. I mean, that's how the Bears play football. (laughs) Goddamn. It just always comes back around to the Bears, doesn't it? You just got to keep shitting on the Bears, don't you? Um. Yeah, that's how they play, man. They can kick two field goals every three weeks. <laughs> and, you know, hell of a defense. That's great, but your, your defense ain't going to score all the time. Uh, so anyways, that's, that's my idea. That's my uh, theory on the whole thing. On the, you know, it does suck losing to Arizona. People were saying we played like shit and, you know, what the fuck are we doing? But I think that's all for um, just for not giving up the playbook sake. And I'm not saying he has some like amazing plan, a uh, play that no one's ever heard of. I just don't think, you know, 
He, he's put it all together in front of other teams yet. You know, he knows what he wants to do. He knows, hopefully, how it's going to be put together during said playoff game where we're down and we need a fucking touchdown and to move on to the next round. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think he's holding back a little bit. And I think, um, you know, it's okay. It's okay to take a loss. Rather take a loss than we have to go undefeated um, after no matter what happens in the Eagles game. We have to go undefeated for the rest of the season and uh, Super Bowl champs and... That what a way to start 2022, dude. Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine? I mean, uh, some of you don't live in Dallas, so you're like, I don't want to imagine, Chris. I don't give a shit if the Dallas Cow. I actually don't even care about football. This is a huge portion of the podcast. You're talking about football, and I don't care. Well, you know what? I care about football. And it's my podcast, and I'll talk about football if I want to. Talk about football if I want to. Um, let's take another drink, everybody. Cheers. All right, uh, we're going to do the first rec- drink recommendations of 2022. I know it's been a little while since I've done some of these. Uh, I, I got to get back to it on this show, man. I miss talking about drinks. I miss making drinks. I, I, I'm really going to make it a point to... Uh, God, just stop pouring vodka into pre-made coffee. Like, it's so shitty. You know, so lazy. I'm, I'm tired of being lazy about it. There's something special about making a cocktail for yourself, too, you know? Just sitting in the in the kitchen. I've been watching... Uh, dude, I've been obsessed with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's just a great fucking movie. It takes me about four hours uh, for a two-hour and 45-minute movie. But it's only because I keep rewinding my favorite scenes uh, in the movie. You know, they're just so fucking good. God, they're just everything in that movie is just so great. The storyline, the music, the acting. Dude, Leonardo DiCaprio is an actor acting as an actor <laughs> in a different film, you know, as a different character in a different fi- It's fucking, it's it's incredible, dude. If you haven't seen the movie, I won't spoil it for you. I know it is fairly new, uh, but a fucking incredible movie. And the thing that I'm noticing is, you know, every time fucking Leo DiCaprio or, you know, Brad Pitt has a cocktail on the on the airplane, I'm like, dude, I got to get back to that, man. I got to get back to my, I got to get my shaker out. I got to get my, my jigger out. I got to get my liquors built back up. Like I've really lost it, man. And I I really do miss it. I really do just miss the sound of the ice, just shaking the ice in the cocktail shaker. Hey, you know, Chris, there's a place that'll do that for you. I know. And I, I do visit those places, you know, it's just, uh, there's something different about making it the way you want for yourself. I think it's the same as cooking. So anyways, um, now that I've rambled about that, here's the three drink recommendations that I have out of my old little book here. This is an old little book. Shout out to Anne. Uh, she gave me this little book, a book for my recipes, and uh, it's really come in handy over the years. Uh, so here's the first one I got for you. We're going to keep it light. Uh, this is the Bahama Mama. You're going to need an over of Malibu, an over of House Rum, under of Captain Morgan, splash of Grenadine, a third pineapple, a third orange juice, a third sweet, sweet and sour. Uh, you zap that with the uh, um, the little milkshake, milkshake maker, or you can just shake it with the ice, you know. Um, pour that over ice in a schooner, you got the Bahama Mama. 
Um, not one of my favorites because it is a little fruity, but it is a delicious drink. I will say that. Like if somebody gave me one for free at the bar, I'd be like, thanks, bro. This has a lot of liquor in it, uh, which has happened to me before. <laughs> Dude, chicks like ordered some gin and they're like, ew, we don't like this. Do you want it? Now, this was pre-COVID. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm taking that shit. Uh, so I drank that all up. Anyways, uh, the next one I have for you is the Italian Margarita. Uh, over and an under of Amaretto, one of my favorites. An under of Triple Sec. Three count of Sweet and Sour. That's pouring it out of the, uh, you know, the standard Sweet and Sour container. Uh, squeeze a lime, zap that. Or you can shake it with ice. There's your Italian Margarita. You can sugar the rim. You can salt the rim. Uh, put ice in your schooner you know, strain. Uh, and the last one I have for you is just a shot, something simple. Um, it's an, uh, it's, it's called sex on the beach. It's an over of vodka and under a peach schnop, schnapps slash raspberry schnapps, a splash of cranberry splash of orange juice. Uh, you can do it over ice. You can do it straight up. However you want to do it. That is sex on the beach. Um, what movie was I watching the other day? They're talking about boozing. Um, <clears throat> Oh, it's like an 80s movie. And he goes to the other guy. He goes, uh, he goes, hey, man, I'm drinking. He's like, what are you drinking? He's like, this is peach schnapps, dude. This is the best thing ever. You know, he goes to this house party. He's like, this is the best thing ever. You can drink as much of this as you want, and you'll never get sick, ever. And, dude, I fucking died laughing. It's like the amount of people, if they've ever seen that scene and they've drank peach schnapps and got sick off of peach schnapps, you can just, you can taste it the second he said what it was. You know what I mean? And, and you don't taste the goodness of it. You taste the after effects when you're on your bathroom floor and you're crying and you're like, I'm never going to drink again. I swear. God, please, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. I'll never drink again. Just, I don't want to feel like this anymore. You know, um, peach schnapps, Jesus Christ. That's like one. Ugh, it's so sugary and ugh, peachy. Ugh, I'm not a huge fan of like fake peach anyway. Uh, but anyways, that's the drink recommendations. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Don't drink a drive. Get an Uber. Get a lift. Cheers, everybody. All right. Uh, dude, so I have to I have to tell you guys how, how my uh, my travels ended. Um, and I will say, dude, I um, if you plan on traveling anytime soon and you're driving to the place that you're going, let's just say eight hours away, you know, maybe to Colorado. Uh, you should definitely check your belts on your car before you leave. Uh, dude, <clears throat> when I got back home, I just happened to look under my hood because I kind of had some battery trouble over the years. You know, I keep having to clean this post. I got to figure out what electrical is going on in this car <clears throat> that's making it do that. And I look over at my belt and the, the, the only word I can think to describe the belt that was hanging onto my car while I was eight hours away in Colorado uh, without a mechanic that I knew in sight or reach or driving distance, the best way I could describe my, I believe it's a serpentine belt, is flaky. It looked like a pastry, dude. It was flaking apart and falling. I was like, I can't believe I've been driving this fucking thing. I can't believe I've been driving my car this. So anyway, I can't tell you how many times I thank my lucky stars that I made it back to Texas in one piece without having to spend a thousand dollars because they got me in a position to fix my car. You know, uh, the typical classic traveler story, you know, you go to the mechanic, they're like, Hey boy, you're going to need a new belt. How much is a belt? Oh, it's only like $25. All right. How much is the labor? That's going to be about $950. 
Are you fucking serious? It's like, well, do you want the belt or not? It's like, you got to fucking do it. Um, at some point, could you, in that story, could you call the police and be like, this is bullshit, bro. Come on. I need help. He's not helping me. I guess you could let somebody know, right? There's yelping on kinds of shit. People don't care about that these days. Anyways, uh, back to the travels, dude. Um, so I, you know, I, I do make it through the trip. Okay. With my flaky belt, uh, everything else in my car is great. My tires are great. You know, my engine's running great. It's, it's all good except for that fucking belt, which I have had replaced since. And it only cost me like, I don't know, 150 bucks, something like that. So anyways, on my trip, on my way back, you know, I, I'm traveling on the way up there and I'm just like, Oh, Quanta, Texas. What's that all about? Okay, cool. So on my way back, I stop in Quanta, Texas. And, you know, I'm like, does this have any relation to Quanta Parker, the last chief of the Comanches? And uh, naturally it does. And so I discovered, dude, uh, that there are 52 sites uh, around the panhandle that are living. um, How did they word it? They're living connections to Quanta Parker. So Quanta Parker either traded there, slept there, fought there hunted there so all these there's an artist i forget i oh, man i wish i could remember the artist's name but obviously he was obsessed with quanta parker like i'm becoming slowly but surely and he put these giant arrows they're like giant native american looking arrows and they're just pieces of art you know and they're they're always the heads going down into the ground and these are sites where quanta parker was so i was standing next to a quanta parker arrow in quanta texas to where quanta parker actually fucking walked, talked, uh, traded. I'm assuming in the town I was in, he traded because it's, you know, just a little rinky dink small town. And of course the museum was closed. That sucks. But dude, I found when I get all my belts and shit, (laughs) you know, I get my car going back again, dude, I know my next trip. I'm not even leaving the state, dude. I'm finding every one of those fucking arrows. I'm going to do it. Before I'm dead, that's a, that it became a life goal. In that moment, in that instance, I'm going to find all the arrows. How fucking cool is that, bro? I think that is the coolest shit ever. Like, just just the steps I took around the arrow, because, you know, I took a picture. There's a plaque, you know, with a memorial on there. Dude, I took pictures of everything. There's a museum that was closed. I still took a picture of the front of the museum. You know, there's other stuff behind the building where the museum is that you could see. Dude, it was... It was so cool to think I'm walking somewhere where Quanta Parker walked. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm walking the same steps possibly, or he stepped in that spot like 200 fucking years ago. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's crazy to think about. I think that's so fascinating, and I'm so excited to find all of these arrows um, of his. So you know they they have them listed by county. They don't have them listed by city, unfortunately, or town. So it's going to be a little bit of a bitch to find all of them. Um, but dude, it's so cool. And, and you know, l- l- the reason he's important to me uh, is, uh, you know, I read that book, uh, Empire of the Summer Moon. It's all about the, the Comanches and Quanta Parker. And his, his, his mother, Cynthia Ann Parker, it was kidnapped when she was young, you know, eventually grew up became husband and wife with a native person and that's where Quanta Parker came from and and the the Comanches are just fascinating dude and it's crazy to think too like I was driving all the way back and I'm like holy shit I just found all these arrows and 
you know, all this and that. I'm thinking about my next trip, how I'm going to explore. And I'm actually going to be standing in places where Quanta Parker fought or hunted or all this cool shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. And then I start to think, dude, if I was, if this wasn't a car right now, you know, if this was a horse, if I was riding a horse that needed, (laughs) I needed to replace the belt on my horse or saddle, maybe in this situation, I don't know. Anyways, um, if I was riding a horse back then, just on my way back to Dallas and the Comanches would have caught me in that area, dude, they would have fucking brutally murdered me. (laughs) And you know, that's not comforting obviously, but it's, it is still kind of cool. Like how territorial they were, you know, they weren't one to go out of their way to fuck with anybody. But dude, if I would have been riding on a horse, my pink ass would have been roasted. They would have killed me in the worst way fucking possible. Unless I was useful to them. Which, I mean, looking at myself 36 years of age, I can't think of any traits that I would have where the Comanches would go, fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) They'd be like, you can play that guitar? All right, kill him. That's all he can do. It's not even good guitar playing. What is this, punk music? Uh, Anyways, it's just really fucking fascinating to think about. And and I gotta say, too, uh, dude, they have all that land just fucking... uh, fenced off like perfectly you can't i wanted to drive up into some you know canyons and you know which my poor little car it's probably best that i didn't but i wanted to drive up into the mountains a little bit when i was in colorado and you know new mexico and and then once i found all this quanta parker shit i'm like oh my god dude like i want to go off the beaten path you know like they have the mile markers like there was one where it was like a Uh, inactive volcano so you pull over to the right side you read the plaque about the volcano when it erupted all this and that it was fucking cool but that whole area that whole panhandle i drove through to get back to texas i don't know if it was all comanche territory but uh whatever area was uh was heavily protected and and i don't know if i said this last episode but the thing that made them so dangerous was the horse before the horse they weren't shit they didn't have any kind of culture to speak of. They didn't have any, I mean, maybe some music every now and then, you know. Uh, but they didn't really have anything. They were just surviving. You know what I mean? So once they figured out how to fight from horseback and how to utilize horses better, dude, they became the top empire almost overnight. You know, which is super fucking fascinating. That one thing like that. Learning how to ride a horse and shoot a bow and arrow or... The strategy I said last time, just learning horses in general. If you can take the enemy's horses away, they're fucked. They're fucked. They're in your area. They're in your territory. They don't know where the water is. They don't know where the buffalo go. They don't know shit. All they have is the sun and the sky to direct them north, south, east, or west. I don't know what's west. I know what's east. I don't know what's north. I don't know what's south. It seems like we're going west. We're going deeper into bullshit. You know what I mean? And if you didn't have a fucking horse or if my belt would have snapped on my car in the middle of Colorado, it's not like, you know, irreversible, but it makes things a lot motherfucking harder, dude. (laughs) Good Lord. Could you, I couldn't imagine. I went and parked my car in Colorado in the middle of fucking nowhere. I saw two cars drive by that entire Two or three hours I sat there just, you know, looking at the mountains, just taking it in, having a good time by myself, watching my movie in my car. Dude, if someone would have just come up and stolen my car, I, I, I probably, I don't know what I would have done. 
being mad doesn't work. Being sad doesn't work. It doesn't get you your car back. And that's exactly what the Comanches did. They'd come up while you're sleeping and swoop out your horses, let them roam free, you know, just get them away from you. And, ugh, ugh, what a terrible feeling. Um, anyway, so that's going to do it. Episode number 206. Thank you guys for listening. Drink it to the podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. That means you got to finish your drink. I'm going to finish off my white Russian. I think I can do this in about two drinks. So here we go. Cheers, everybody. Oh, two or three. I was a little exaggerating a little bit there. It's definitely a four drink thing. All right, here we go. Drink three. All right, guys. Sorry you listened to me drink for a fucking minute there. I thought I had less than that. I will talk to you later this week. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there. I'm glad we made it to a new year, 2022. It's going to be the best one yet. I'm not bullshitting. It's going to be the best fucking one yet, man. I'm, I'm sick of this. We're going to get this COVID taken care of. We're going to get, you know, all of our shit taken care of and get on the right fucking path and uh, live the rest of your goddamn life like Betty White. How about that? All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.